profane, sacrilege. What are you playing in this church? Have you no respect? Do you feel no reverence? And I feel sorry for you and your lack of soul. Welcome to the Horrors Podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Chelsea. And every week we bring you the horror movies that you should be watching. Hell yeah, that take two was beautiful. Yeah, way better than take one. We don't listen to movies, Chelsea. We we watch them. I definitely <laughs> said listen. But I think I said that because this is the first time that we're like automating the music intro into the podcast instead of just like plugging it in after we record. Because that's cool. We have fancy equipment because fuck editing because editing sucks yeah so we're, we're just, just trying recording to, it in yeah one fell swoop live so i normally would ask you how you've been and how your week's been but i'm gonna be frank i don't give a flying fuck because i'm super excited about what's about <laughs> to happen yeah <laughs> we're we're gonna skip we have a lot to talk about on this on this episode and on this glorious day of <laughs> midsummer on mid yeah in winter summer it's midsummer in the winter uh, is it winter yet? I don't know. If we can do Christmas in July, we can do midsummer in November. Exactly. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a fun two, I think. Yes. This is going to be a two parter. We mapped and skeletoned everything out. Yeah. And Could we just... have covered this in one episode? No. Probably. What? But do we want to? What? You know what I mean? Do you do you even want to? Do y'all want us to? We could talk about this movie for two weeks. The movie from start to finish is two hours and 27 minutes. It is very long. So I feel like there's no way to jam all of that wonderfulness into... Yeah, especially this movie. Yeah. Because there's just so many things going on in the background. And there's like... It's like three movies jammed into one. Because uh, we'll get into that. But... So there is a director's cut, which we did not watch the oh, director's cut. Yeah, let's get cut. that out of the way on, on the top of the episode. We definitely did not watch the director's cut because we didn't know there was a director's cut until we started like looking into the movie and we had already watched the movie for the for the podcast. And also the one that's free on Amazon Prime is not the director's cut. It's the theatrical cut, and that's the one that we would imagine that y'all are watching because it's free on Amazon Prime, and that's kind of how we template this podcast so we wanted to go ahead and cover the one that most people have seen yeah i got like turkey and green beans and shit to buy and christmas right. gifts and all of that stuff so yeah, i don't really... need to be spending money on the director's cut yeah which that, i mean that might be something we could do for our patreon peoples yeah we might do a patreon episode of the director's cut and maybe do a you know not just not two parts but maybe just one part just kind of covering the What's added? And what's added? Cut. Yeah, because the director's cut apparently was it's rated like, NC seventeen. Yes, and it was and thirty something minutes longer. Yeah, it's so, so about three long. Hours. It's a Lord of the Rings length movie. I would watch this ten times right. over before I'd watch Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. If I well, had to pick, well, I don't. It's not that I don't like Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick something to watch for three hours, it would be this. Yeah, over Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, and also, and also, like Lord of the Rings takes like. 10 hours if you watch the whole thing, you know, and you can't not watch the whole thing. Exactly. So some of it lags, some hours. of it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's get right into it. Let's so get into it. let's, uh, let's, let's do, do your thing. Yeah. So Midsummer was a 2019 horror film. Uh, like it's like a Scandinavian folk horror film. It's very, uh, like a, it's like, it's, it's kind of a folk tale. 
but also with like a love story built into it. So it, it, it has the skeleton of a horror film, but it definitely is a breakup story. This movie is in a nutshell, the most fucked up breakup movie ever. Yeah. And it, and we say it's, we don't say it's a breakup movie just because of the obvious like tension between the two main characters. Like it is so original. So it was directed by Ari Aster who was the director of Hereditary, which was what we covered in our first episode, mm-hmm. which is why we're so excited to cover this. It was given, it was it was uh, originally pitched to Ari as a straightforward like slasher film uh, based around Swedish cults. Uh, and he didn't really like vibe with that because he didn't have a lot to like put into the creative process. But Here's th- what happened. Yeah. Because he's a director and there is a creative process. Right. He was broken up with. Yes. He was pissed off. And he's looking at this and saying, I don't want to do a fucking slasher. I want to do a breakup movie because I'm filled with rage. Right. And so I'm going to take this slasher and make it a slasher breakup movie. Yeah. So and that's was, exactly what he did. And I've never loved him more for anything. Yeah. It's like if Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind had ridiculous amounts of brutality and killing and gore. Yeah. Pretty much. But you don't forget any of it. And it's all remembered. And it doesn't have a happy ending. Or maybe it does. <laughs> I think it's a very happy ending. Okay. I mean, we can get into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Written and directed by Ari Aster. Yes. And it was distributed by A24 as as was Hereditary. It was the fifth movie uh, from A24 that was distributed by A24 that wasn't previously distributed by another company. So. Uh, Hereditary was also one of those and then The Witch was one of those and then there were a few others I can't quite remember but I thought that was pretty cool that it was an actual like not an a, not A24 release I guess it was because it's the production company that's the one releasing it so yeah it was like an, it was the fifth official A24 release yes it stars Florence Pugh Florence Pugh Pugh uh, Jack Raynor uh, William Jackson Harper and then William, Will Poulter. And then other than that, I'm not going to try and uh, <laughs> pronounce these uh, Swedish people. Wilhelm Blomgren, Alora Torchia, Archie Madque are the other three. Um, there's actually only one American actor yeah, it's in William this entire Jackson Harper. film. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I know William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. The that's, Good Place, yeah. That's pretty much the only place I know him from is The Good Place. I like him in The Good Place, and I like him in this movie, too. Uh, I don't know if I like him in this I, movie. I think he had a goal. He was kind of lied to about being able to accomplish his goal. Was he, though? I don't. I think he, uh, I think he was let on, for sure. Like he, had this, he had this college project that he wanted to get done, and he wanted to go there to study this culture. It wasn't, it wasn't solely, so his character in the movie, Josh, he's an anthropologist yes. and which is the he, study of cultures. Thank you. Wikipedia. I knew that. Dictionary, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he, he's, he's studying these, uh, Eastern European cultures mm-hmm. and the Harga is just one of them. It said he was traveling to, I think France and somewhere else after leaving Sweden so it he it was more of an all encompassing thing, but we'll cover that when we get to it. We will. Um, and then just a few numbers. 
Uh, it grossed $47 million, uh, in, hang on, actually let me make sure, because there's a bunch of numbers. I'm pretty sure that I sent you all of this in a nice little easy read format. Yeah, it grossed 27, <laughs> it grossed 27 million in the U.S. and Canada, and then 20.4 uh, million in other territories. Uh, so it was a worldwide release, or a, a worldwide total of 47.9 million and i think it had a two million dollar budget it was nine nine million dollar budget which i find kind of eerie i wonder if that was on purpose because of the gratuitous use of the number nine in this entire movie it's a thing is it it's a thing so the number nine is you know this festival happens every 90 years 90 years um I mean, the, the entire feast is, is around the number nine. So the ritual lasts for nine days um, in which nine lives are sacrificed to purify the town. Um, Pele is explaining to Danny and the rest of the newcomers about the life cycle. And uh, they mark 18 years at the end of childhood. So, you know, nine times two is 18. Um, mm. The end of the youth is 36. So it's nine times four. Um, the, the age of maturity at 54 is nine times six and the age and end of life is 72, which is nine times eight. So they're all numbers divisible by nine and they go in the seasons, spring, summer, winter, fall. Um, the feast is celebrated every 90 years. So you got nine times 10, uh, implying that each one of the sacrificed, uh, the nine sacrificed equals 10 years of purity for the Harga people. And midsummer is a nine letter word. And at the beginning of the movie, when Danny leaves the message for her parents, uh, you know, the machine counts up to number nine. And what was it? There's a reason. Oh, the number nine derives from the old myth of Odin, father of all Norse gods, who was hung upside down for nine days in Yggdrasil, the tree of the world, in order to bring knowledge to the world, creating Futhark, the runes language, which is... The runes, uh, there right. was the young Futhark and the uh, elder Futhark um, runes that are used as the primary language for the Harga people in this movie. So, weird number shit going on here. Chelsea, did you watch this movie with a calculator? What the fuck happened? I got, okay, I have been waiting for this for how long now? That's true. You've been begging me to do this for a while. I've been doing days of research. I have watched conspiracy theory videos I have gone to the the depths of the fucking internet. I have a notepad, which I was really proud of myself because I sat in the entire movie with my notepad and I wrote down all of these things that I noticed, right? And so I saw that I wasn't crazy because my things were, were what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I saw a lot of the things that I wrote on the internet. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm onto something. Like yeah. I'm not crazy. And I remember the first time I watched it, in theaters, the first and only time I watched it before this, I was looking at the runes and I had just done like a project with runes for like a personal thing. So mm. I was super into the rune thing and I was like, oh my God, there's so much hidden meaning. I remember the thing that I focused on the most was like the table set up, right. the feast table. Mm. And I was like, that's a rune. That's a fucking rune. I wonder what it means. And I couldn't remember what the rune was. I couldn't Google it because it was only in theaters at that point in time. Sure. And come to find out, it is a rune and it does mean something. So I'm so like the you talk, you're talking about like the way the 
feast was set up, like the tables were set up, it was set up in the shape of a rune? Yes. Gotcha. Do you know what that rune is? Do you have that written down in your extensive notes? (laughs) I do. Okay. Um, Let the people know. Um see what had happened was i gotta find it let's we're, right, we're getting we'll keep, off course we are we haven't even gotten to the plot yet. i know, you know what i mean that's why mm-hmm. this is gonna be a two-parter mm-hmm. there's so okay. many things you know this movie was greenlit and premiered within 13 months yes that's it, insane the production started immediately after hereditary ended yeah which sucks because now well I feel like we might have been able to get some dope ass Ari film in 2020 if all of this hadn't happened. You know, he was he was on it. Uh, but it's just crazy. It's a it's a very short production period for a movie, for it to own for a greenlit. Not even started. Pro- I literally just like the film was said we can do this, and then it came out within 13 months. That's crazy. It's awesome. It's Ari. Yeah, it is Ari. He he does not play around. So what you want to do? What you want to go into first? Start from the beginning. Yeah, we gotta go. So we have to go (laughs) into the beginning. So it starts off. So I went into this movie right. I had already seen Hereditary. I knew Ari Aster. I had like watched uh, some of his short films before. I know how he does, uh, and I knew I was coming into something crazy when I walked into the theater. What I was not expecting was to be bombarded by the saddest intro I've ever fucking seen, and or at least I've seen in years. Like uh, we immediately were introduced to a family of a family of four. four. It was Danny, her sister, and her parents. Yes, and her sister promptly kills her fucking uh, parents, and then kills herself via. Carbon, uh, yeah, the yeah. whole car thing in the in the garage. Yeah, so it, it starts off. Uh, Danny's trying to frantically phone. Um, you know, you you see a, a sleeping couple in the bed, uh, assumingly, and the answering machine keeps going up. She's left a total of nine messages, as I've yeah. already addressed. And the reason that Danny is so wigged out is because her sister has sent her an email. That says, you know, I'm sorry, like it's all black again. I uh, can't do this. Mom and dad are coming with me. Goodbye. Yeah. And her so, sister has a history with mental illness and depression. Yeah. She's bipolar. Yeah. Um, so Danny lives in New York with her, you know, boyfriend and their their friends and parents and sister are in Minnesota. So she she can't drive over and check on them. So the only consolation she has at that point in time is her boyfriend, Christian who is an absolute goddamn shithead. Yeah. And I fucking hate him. I don't like him either. And you know, like, it's not like he is abhorrent. Is that the word? Abhorrently? Abhorrently. Ab- ab- abhorrently. Like, shitty. You know, he's just very closed off from his emotions. He's very, like, disconnected from her emotions. And he's, he's, you I know, don't I, think he's close. I'm off not from trying his to emotions. defend him. I'm not trying to defend him. I'm trying to say like he's, he's not, just not a good boyfriend. He's, he's not, not a good. Boy, a good he's, he's not a shitty person he's, necessarily. He's, he's on his own journey. Partner. He's on his own journey. He's kept Danny around for the sake of having her around. Yes. He doesn't have the balls to break it off as his address because Danny calls him and she's worried and he's like, "Babe, your sister does this every day." You know, and then and he's that like was playing another pool thing. With the boys he's, no, he's like he's getting high with the boys yeah. sitting in a diner like chilling yeah, it was, eating. It was a diner. and that was a bar but it was yeah. a diner. and uh you know he makes this this comment kind of dismissing you know danny's sister's mental illness and that kind of pissed me off but you know it, it hit hard because 
those are positions that I think all of us have been in before. Excuse me. If you know somebody with mental illness, you know, it's I feel like that part was pretty heavy because it's like always check on your friends, never dismiss, you know, what's going on in your friend's life because you never know what they're going through. You never know when they've hit the end, you know, check on your friends. The entire intro. It's just, it's crazy that they started off with this because I was not expecting this super introspective, like input into like mental mental illness and like death of the family and death of loved ones and then a partner who just completely like disregards your feelings and like kind of just like throws it under the rug. But I feel like it was such an important part of the entire plot. It is because it shows that Danny's going through this by herself basically. Yes. And she has people, but she doesn't have anybody. Yeah. She is alone surrounded by people. Exactly. So she calls Christian and he's, you know, babe, your sister does this every day. Don't worry about it. They'll be fine. And then she calls him again. You know, he's sitting there talking with his buddies and they're like, dude, why don't you just fucking end it? Like, come on now, like grow some balls, like tell her it's over. You've been, you've been out of this for a while. And he's like, man, I just, you know, what if I end it? And, I'm, I realized I made a mistake and I can't get her back. And they're like, we'll, we'll, like, we'll, we'll cry with you for a day and then we'll get the fuck over it. Cause yeah. in June we're going to Sweden to impregnate some Swedish chicks. Yeah. So, yes. you know, fucking come on. So then Danny is calling him again as this ha- is happening um, because she gets a phone call from an unknown number. And so when he answers the phone, it's just Danny fucking wailing. And there is the juxtaposition with, with, uh, hereditary right the 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 visceral emotion the crying yeah that was one thing that hit the hardest for us in hereditary was just the, the crying the, yes 100 yeah the, the the mother crying especially and yes. hereditary was super visceral and raw and absolutely hit me, hit me yeah. reminiscent of danny uh yes breakdown. very much so and a lot of this movie is reminiscent of hereditary we'll get it's, to that i got a yeah, couple of them yeah it's kind of the same fucking movie but it's so not the same movie that it works dude i want to know ari aster's like casting process i just want to know if like they just have to come in and cry and if they cry <laughs> yeah, good enough he's like way, you're yeah. hired <laughs> I mean, you can't, you, I don't he know. Find, yeah, he finds the best criers. It hurts, man. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like poor baby. But so we find out that, you know, someone has contacted Danny because it goes to the firefighters going to Danny's family's house and they're shutting off cars in the garage. And then you see that there's a hose taped to the exhaust of the yeah. cars. You follow the hoses up. There's and, two hoses. One is being piped directly into her parents' room. Yeah. And you see now more clearly that they're both dead in bed from carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. Her sister has the hose, like, the other end of the hose, duct taped into her throat, into her mouth. So Oof. with the computer sitting on above her, you know, with Danny trying to reach her and stuff like that. What so, a visual, you know? The visual is terrifying. Yeah. So, like, quick, like, side story. When I went and saw this, I saw it with, I saw it with a, a friend, uh, and she had. Why would you have to think so hard about that? Because uh, she's actually an ex partner. Uh, oh, I don't know. Okay. That's kind of weird to say, but whatever. Now it's now it's said. Uh, don't be weird. Yeah, sorry. I uh, <laughs> went <laughs> the, my partner at the time, uh, and she had these. Like so, like I don't know. She dealt with a lot of the same stuff, like 
dead parents and stuff like that. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I kind of weird to talk about, uh, without, without her permission, but whatever. Uh, yeah. And so I, I was like, it, it started off with this and I was like, damn, am I gonna have to like not watch this movie? Am I gonna like take her out? Cause it was, it, it, I don't know. Like I just didn't expect this movie to start off with that. Cause we didn't get any of this in the trailers or the, the promotional material. Right. You know, we didn't know it was going to be this kind of introspective into mental illness. So fun fact, just that you mentioned, you know, you didn't know you were getting into that part of it. Um, This, one of the promotions that was done for this movie for Midsummer was offering three months of free couples counseling because (sighs) of all of the relationship stuff going on in the movie. You know, Ari Aster was like, Hey, this is my story. Like this is my breakup story. And, and you know, it's, it will shed some light and there will probably be a lot of, you know, using the introspective scenario, you know, couples are going, he's like, this is not a couple's movie, but couples are going to go see this and then they're going to get in their own heads and they're going to wonder about their own relationships and they're going to, you know, doubt their partners and stuff like that. So if, if, uh, you decide that this is a good couples movie to watch as you obviously did and, you know, made a poor decision there. Um, (laughs) you know, you could have taken advantage of that free three months of couples counseling. I I ignorantly made a poor decision. You know, I didn't know I was making a poor decision, but also I think maybe that was a thing that he wanted to give people because of the reason he made this film. You know, he made the film because he went through a bad breakup and he didn't, you know, he, wanted that not to happen to other people. I just think it's so cool that he realized that, you know, this movie could elicit such an emotional response and it would be so realistic and hit so hard for some people that he offered free fucking couples counseling. If you watch his movie, that breakup had to have been his partner's fault. Cause Ari Aster sounds like the best boyfriend. (laughs) I want to be his boyfriend. I would date Ari Aster. You know he, I mean? he is a fucking he is a, a, a partner scorned. Yes. And this he's, is this is his fucking fight song, dude. He's cynical <laughs> and he's depressed, but he is also compassionate and he cares about everyone that's watching his film. He's a complex creature. He is. I don't want to date him anymore. That sounds way too much work. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, following the discovery of Danny's family. Very right. sad. Um it basically goes into her journey of healing. And I mean, I guess the whole movie in in my perspective is Danny's journey to fucking healing. 100%. And it just shows that, you know, her boyfriend fucking sucks. His friends fucking suck. Yes. Except for Pele, who is pretty much the shoulder to cry on. He has been there the whole time and he recognizes and he's, subtly not so subtly oh, but he's I sauce guess. as fuck you know what i mean yeah <laughs> he's like okay he's working angles yeah, he hard hard working angles and, and we thought we think it's we see it from the beginning and that's also something that happens in this entire movie is they literally give us the answers the entire film that's something i wanted to fucking touch on yeah that is absolutely in my notes because like you focused very heavily on like the rune part of the no. ritual no what I focused on a lot of parts. I know. Well, you mentioned <laughs> that previously, but the entire thing, the entire time I was watching the film, I was 100% focusing. I, I I mean, and they bring the attention to the forefront. So I'm not like, I'm. it's not like I'm saying I was like very deeply invested into this and I noticed something that everyone else didn't, but I, I obviously was 
very interested and intrigued by all of the art. So before we get into more of the plot, I have some trivias that are pretty much for throughout the movie. Like it's just all encompassing. It's not for any specific part. So I want to get into that first before we go further into the plot. Um, The first thing I have is most of the Swedish dialogue spoken by the Hargan natives is deliberately not subtitled in order to create the sense of isolation for the audience and especially for the foreign visitors. What does that sound like? Think back a week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, 100%. I, I had this thought like uh, with Antrim where we had this sort of amalgamation of multiple uh, languages and it wasn't a real language and like it kind of created this like air of No, mystery. it's a real real language. It's it's well, Swedish. No, in Midsummer, oh. yes. I'm saying in, oh, Antrim, in Antrim we had an amalgamation of multiple languages that weren't necessarily real and that's why they were impossible to read, which created this air of mystery and created it more. Yeah, I, I definitely... I read that bit of trivia as well. I actually was reading it word for word off of my screen while you were reading it. (laughs) So going with the uh, creepy Antrim vibes, the music at the beginning Mm -hmm. is super unsettling. It's very Antrim-esque. It is. It's especially when the bodies of the family are being found. It reminds me of Antrim. It reminds me a lot of Lords of Salem, actually. Just that that whiny violin kind mm-hmm. of feel it's it's ooh it's creepy and it brought me right back to like the sounds that are supposed to elicit emotion and psychological you know things happening so that might not have even been the point of this music in midsummer but it brought me right back to the the thought process of watching antrim so the music was done by the hacks and quoke okay. which is the same uh artist that did no it's not okay it's not the same artist that did hereditary which i was about to say but it is this is where i know him from he did stranger things ah yeah so the guy who did the hereditary soundtrack also did the stranger things soundtrack and that's one of the most well-known soundtracks in modern horror i know you don't watch i don't know uh, it stranger, I don't things, stranger things and i have not seen lords of salem so that's going to be you know we bring we bring two different uh, things to to this podcast, you know. We're I mean? educating each other. Yeah. We're 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 bringing art into each other's lives. Um. So, anyways, going on with the uh, throughout, um, the film takes place entirely in sunlight, except for you know the first you know bit of whatever. Right. Um. But there's not one shot of the sun in it. There's not. But. Not one. There is a shot of the sun in one of the trailers, and, and apparently in the director's, in the director's cut, cut, it gets which cut. We didn't fucking yeah. see. Uh, we we read the same fucking articles. Absolutely. Well, this is from one. Art. I have a hodgepodge mis- mix match of like same twenty same articles and videos. And did you see the video where uh, one of the conspiracy theories is that Pella? was the mastermind behind everything, including Danny's death or family's death. I, yeah, I thought, I mean, I kind of, Oh, Danny's, Danny's family's death. Like he organized. I don't know. Well, yeah. So, cause the entire thing is like, it is a, there's so many coincidences that have to happen to make this thing happen. And they're saying these conspiracy theorists are saying that it is, 
entirely Pilla is doing, knowing that Christian is a shitty boyfriend, knowing that Danny is going through all of the stuff with her family and just fucking somehow either pushes the sister over the edge or physically murders her family himself in order to all in order to get Danny over to Sweden to to become who she becomes at the end right. of the movie. Yeah, and there I feel it, like it's a little far-fetched, but it was interesting. Pe- yeah, Pe- Pele being behind it is a little far-fetched because far-fetched I don't know. He's behind the the rest of the movie. He is. He is 100%. Um but, but him being behind, I don't know how he would make her sister kill her or her, her family though. Or he did it himself. Oh. You think he you think it's forged? I don't know. No, that's like that's an interesting I know. thought. It makes you think though because it's not entirely impossible. Like it's not so out there this that your first like, episode is no. going to literally be about the opening scene. <laughs> We're moving, we haven't okay. moved on yet. We've moving gotten into on. conspiracy theory about the first scene. Jesus okay, fucking so, Christ. All right, fine. Um, so the movie was when it was released, it was uh, released in Sweden later than it was released in America mm-hmm. after Midsummer had already passed in Sweden because Midsummer is a thing. It's, yes. it's an actual cell. Like it, it's a holiday that is celebrated and so it it's kind of like releasing a Halloween movie around Thanksgiving. Right. So over there, they were pretty pissed. Um, but they did find the movie funny. Okay. They thought good. it was a black comedy. Like they laughed. It kind of is a black comedy. Uh, and that, that's also something. Uh, after this movie came out, uh, Ari Aster did a Q&A on Reddit. And they were at, uh, someone asked him like what, the, what this next movie is going to be about. Is it going to be another horror? So like what, what blah blah blah. And is he releasing a comedy? Ari Aster said he wants his next movie to be a comedy. And I I read that and I thought back and I was like, yeah, like Midsummer was fucking funny. Like it was very intentionally funny. Are you Swedish in, in any? Uh, I'm very white. You have. Do you have blue eyes? Yeah, it looks like I have pretty blue eyes. eyes. I have bl- I don't have naturally this blonde of hair, but I do have kind of blonde hair. But I also have like red hair. So we need I'm to do a Irish. DNA test because I think if you're Swedish, it, you think, kind you of, think, you think Swedish like, humor is uh, is hereditary. Th- <laughs> oh my god! If I knew <laughs> if I knew which button was the want want button on the sound, <laughs> no, you pad, need the hand clap button. I know which one that is, right, but we're not doing that. Oh, so, okay, hold on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As thank seen you. on the Chad show, go check yeah, it out. Go check out the Chad show. Uh, Danny's surname is Arder, which in Latin, it, I dropped the lighter, I'm so sorry. In Latin, it means flame. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, which is. Um, foreshadowing. Yeah, very much a foreshadowing. Because we're, we're, we're here because the entire fucking movie is foreshadowing. You yeah, that's where we pretty were much know. Yeah, that's where we were at. The entire plot of the movie, if you pay attention to like the first half of it. Yes. So right before or during or after, I'm not quite sure when, uh, during the feast, there is this collection of paintings that pretty much tell the entire story. Hold on. Motherfucker. Okay. So the, okay. The entire plot. First of all, real quick, uh, Nicholas Cage, Jordan Peele, and Ariana Grande are huge fans. Oh yeah, uh, so I've huge fucking fans. And so the Ariana Grande one is a bit of a outlier, but the other two make sense to why they're commenting on the film because Nicholas Cage was in the remake of The Wicker Man, right. which is this movie is very much 
uh, tied to, to yeah, it's yeah. compared to heavily, and it's you know uh, another daylight set cult movie. My phone, my shit's gonna die. Thirty-two twenty-eight. Edit. All right, thirty-two twenty-eight. Do this on my phone after this. Jordan Peele described the film's visuals as, quote, the most atrociously disturbing imagery I've ever seen on film, unquote. That's pretty heavy coming from Jordan yeah, Peele. And I'm pretty sure he said something along the lines of it outshines the Wicker Man. Oh, I didn't see that, but I don't. Um, and and I mean, as far as like cult films go, which I don't know. You, you know, know, it's, it's a, a bold claim. Yeah, it's a definitely a bold claim. But also, you know, if you if you say any movie is it from like 2010 to now is better than any movie from 1970 to 1980 fucking eight or whatever you know like someone's getting gonna, yeah. super specific there i'm just saying that's like if you compare any modern or contemporary i would say horror films to like Sound and the purist. classics i'm not being a purist i'm saying everyone else is a purist that's what i'm trying to get to is if you say a 2018 movie is better than a 1973 movie that it's very comparable to is better than the 1973 movie. They're, everyone's going to shit on you because it's like, oh, that one's better. It came first. You know what I mean? All right. I want to get back to Ariana Grande because yeah, I'm, get back I am. To that. I, didn't, I because, didn't read that well, one. Because I'm like, I want to meet her now. Like I've never disliked <laughs> Ariana Grande, but she straight up says like, this is my favorite movie to fall asleep to. And I'm like, ah, um, huh? <laughs> right. And she, she tried to, uh, because A24 did a an auction, a charity auction, oh, and man. auctioned off a bunch of the stuff. Yeah. She tried to get the May Queen dress, which auctioned for $65,000. Yeah, like, I don't uh, know why uh, Ariana Grande, maybe she slept through her like eBay like notice or whatever, <laughs> because she can absolutely afford yeah, a $65,000 movie thing. Maybe she just didn't want to. Maybe she, maybe she wanted it to go to the museum. She wanted it to wear to her birthday party because she had a midsummer themed birthday party for herself. Damn. Yes. This shit cool as fuck. What the fuck? Right? That's why I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, now Damn. I want to meet her. Now I got to listen to Oregon Grande's music. No, I don't. <laughs> anyway, so if you pay attention to the painting in Danny's room, which depicts a little girl wearing a crown interacting with a bear, um, the conversation in the diner between the friends about impregnating Swedish chicks, right. uh, the love story tapestry when they get to um, the village, mm -hmm. the murals on the wall and the bunks, you already know what's going to happen in this movie. Yes. It it depicts the the pube. Uh, oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Because that's it what. It depicts the bear. There's and pubes and menstrual blood and bears and fucking. What and the fuck is this movie, dude? Amazing, <laughs> which is why we're doing this. All right. So let's get let's get to Sweden. Can we get to Sweden? Yes. Also, before we get to Sweden. Uh, I have one thing. Uh, the entire movie is based, or the they they Midsummer happens in Sweden, but the entire film, the non-American scenes were filmed in Hungary. Yes, yeah. the non-American films were or shit non-American scenes <laughs> were filmed in Hungary. The American scenes were set in New York and Minnesota and were filmed in Utah. Yeah, which is so weird to me. Why did they film in Utah? Probably because it was a lot of indoor shooting i don't know but that's the thing is if you're doing maybe it's cheaper but as far as indoor shooting goes i feel like hollywood would be the best place to go or like atlanta i don't know that's utah's not a very big hub for i would film. say utah or minnesota would be kind of low on the 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 price list i would imagine that 100%. new york and la would probably be pricey i don't fucking know yeah I don't for sure movies. i mean and there's not a, there's not a lot of there's no 
LA landmark or uh, New York landmark. So you should, you don't have to film in New York, but I don't understand. I don't know. I guess I always just imagine like indoor shots are going to be shot on like a lot in LA or in Hollywood. Like it was in the thirties, but I guess it doesn't happen anymore. I don't know. I don't give a shit. So Danny <laughs> has a breakdown pretty much of the, the, her, the first op- like scenes are her breaking down all the way to fucking Sweden. Yeah. So they, get- I love that. <laughs> uh, I love that switch. Where she was going, she was running into the bathroom and then it was running into the bathroom of the, uh, of the airplane after she was kind of, they, they sort of had to invite her. Right. And, or like, cause, um, Christian was like, wanted to invite her. Well, Christian was like, Hey, by the way, I invited Danny. Yeah. She's not going to come, but I had to invite her anyways. And then she shows up and she's like, I can't wait to go to Sweden. They're all like, what the fuck? And Pele's like, you know what? I think it's going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. So, and he says, I'm most excited about you going. Yeah. Like quietly to her. Yes. Quietly to her. There's a lot of quietly to her between uh-huh, her and Pele. Yeah, Pele is trying to fuck, but not really. But we think she is. He is. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, I guess he is. He definitely is. Yeah. Um. So they get to Sweden and immediately off the bat, they're like, hi, I'm Ingemar. These are my friends, Connie and Simon. And these are my friends, Mark, Christian, Josh, and Danny. Let's trip. Yeah, immediately. Let's take shrooms. Right. And that keeps happening throughout the entire film. So they have obviously either done intense studies on what a trip is, or they have done it many times themselves because visually it is on fucking point and how they act is on fucking point. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and I am Danny, like 100%. Like if I was going to freak out, I would would more than likely, I 80%. I've only ever tripped once and it was on acid and actually went really, it actually went, went really well. But knowing my past experience with like weed, I feel like if I went to like Nor or Sweden and all of this was happening, I would one thousand percent freak the fuck out and see my dead sister in the mirror. Which is probably the I think it's like one of two jump I would say there's only like two jump scares in the entire yeah, movie. That's definitely a, a big one. So Danny freaks out, she's having a bad trip, someone triggers oh, cause uh, somebody Mark or Josh is like, We're family. You guys are all my family. He's yeah. feeling it. He's he's vibing it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I love you guys and she's like <gasps> family oh fuck mine's dead and takes the fuck off and starts freaking the fuck out people are laughing at her she ends up in this little like outhouse or whatever looks in the mirror her sister's behind her with the fucking hose duct tape to her mouth Mm. jump scare yeah she passes out she wakes up um they go to the village which i had in my notes because i noticed that the blanket that danny was sleeping with had some shining pattern vibes Mm. so i was wondering the, the pattern of the of the uh, the carpet in the hallway, at the the show? yes, yeah. at the overlook, and there is an intentional nod to The Shining. Sick, and it is when they are walking down the road, and it's the aerial shot of oh, them the, going like the to the road. village. Yeah, for yes. sure. I, so there was a Shining homage in there, and I love a Shining homage. There They're is in so many movies, and it's so sick. It's one. It's the best movie. It's the best horror movie ever made. There's that. no mention of the blanket being part of that, but I feel like if you have a shot you know, as an homage, right. then that's, then there's that no way that like that's the, coincidental. For sure. There's no fucking way. So they get there and, um, this is where the symbol of what the tables are kind of mm-hmm. tie in. So the table is in the shape of a rune and it kind of looks like a little fish. It's like a diamond with a little tail and the rune symbolizes tradition 
and the passing down of rituals and rites. And the symbol is also in that sun-like entrance to the village. It's the same shape, but it's upside down because they walk through this like, you know, giant pretty yeah, sun so, thing. Yeah, yeah. And as they're going in, there is a uh, mention of it being culty because Mark says, uh, so we're stopping in Waco before we go to Pele's yeah. village kind of thing. So there's already like culty foreshadowing. They're right. already kind of getting the culty vibes. And, you yeah, know. And you, you walk in and there's... It's a very minimalistic society or not culture. They're uh, a village so, and yeah, they're village. All, it's so pretty. And it's beautiful. All like very basic white gowns and all of the All of them, the very, men and the women. Yeah, and there's very few buildings and they're all very basic except for the the one triangle one that is obviously sacrifice important. Sacrifice shed. Yeah, the sacrifice <laughs> shed. That's what this that's what the name of our studio should be. The sacrifice shed. Can you pause? I can't pause, but we can. I don't remember where we were because you just left to pee and we just kind of edited the silence out. Damn. So um, We were talking about how the cult was very, base, uh, it, it, it looked very culty because they were all in the same gowns and there weren't a lot of buildings. and It was very minimalistic. And Oh, why? That's what it was. Um, why should we call this the, uh, the, the sacrifice shed? Oh, yeah, because... It's a shed, and the name Sacrifice Shed is hard as fuck. Okay. <laughs> That's literally it. It's a shed. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not a very welcoming name for our shed so or we- for our studio, <laughs> our very professional studio. <laughs> so we get an explanation as to kind of the, the dress. We're introduced to Father Odd by Pele. And he says, you know, it, the dresses kind of honor um, Emir, and it's because uh, nature is kind of a hermaphrodite force. It's it's you know neither here nor there. So you know he's like the dress is girly, no, but yeah. Yeah. we do this to honor you know. Um, and I picked up something that I didn't see anything on. Um, I didn't see any like literature on it, but Father Odd says welcome to everyone. He's, he looks at Mark, says welcome. Josh says welcome. Christian says welcome. He looks at Danny and says welcome home. Oh, shit. Right. So immediately they walk in. He's like, welcome, 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 welcome home. Yeah. And then says Pele has immaculate sense for people. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, come on. I mean, I, guess, I mean, it was very obvious the entire movie that they had intention for her. But how they don't have any like electronics or unless know, they're like, like hiding uh, computers in a shed or some shit like that. They well, don't have any like cell phones or anything. So how was, are they communicating? That's what I want to know. Was like, Danny the only one that, the only female that Pele brought? Yes. Okay. That's how, that's why Pele was supposed to bring a female. We, we, we don't know that, but no, yeah, that's, that, that has that, to be it. Well, that theory checks out. Yeah. It checks out. We don't have proof, but we don't not have proof. Because they killed, all, they killed all you. of the men. And they kept the female. That's so, a callback. No, literally, <laughs> that has to be it. I mean, I, and now that I'm thinking, now that I'm saying this, I've already thought about this before. Uh, Pele was 100 like assigned to go to America because it only happens once every 90 years. So this has been planned for 90 years. 89 years. 89 51 weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and he was sent to America to find nine sacrifices and one May Queen. Well, he brought 
three sacrifices technically. Through that. But we had Ingmar who had Connie and yeah, so they were molded, Simon. Yeah. Which okay. that whole thing was kind of what the fuck because they're walking and they're talking amongst the groups and getting better acquainted and Ingmar's like, yeah, uh, they're engaged now, but uh, me and Connie dated before they got engaged and Connie's like, mm, we went on one date and I wouldn't even really call it a date and he yeah. was like, oh, but my English, uh, maybe not dating, but uh, and we're like, bro, you got fucked up. <laughs> Connie fucked you up. Yeah, called you out. You got swerved, bitch. Right? <laughs> you brought them here because Connie fucking rejected yeah. your ass. Didn't want anything to do with you, but to be fresh. She friend-zoned Ingemar, and Ingemar yeah. brought them to Sweden to die. die. It's like, <laughs> no, you're, you're going to not date me? I'll show you. Talk about that, a That's going to put a damper in my point, in my theory, because I guess if there were multiple people sent out to bring the sacrifices... Uh, how? Why would they immediately know that Danny was the sacrifice or the May Queen and not the other female? Because she was. I feel like Danny was intentionally blonde hair, green eyed, fit in with the aesthetic of it, and Connie was, you know, dark hair, dark eyes, dark complexion. So she didn't fit the. So they. It was. It's like an Aryan thing. Because they're Swedish. Unfortunately. It's a race thing. Unfortunately, yes. There's there's been a, a huge resurgence of you know, kind of uh, right wing, like super right wing. Um, well, not, I mean, you know, I'm totally racial period. There, no, yeah, not, it's not the truth in Sweden. In Sweden. Yes, oh, it, in it's Sweden. in Sweden. Well, and it's this a, is also a very ancient cult, right? So, right, but it, it also ties into I feel like very yeah, and it's also it, you know, a lot of this is very uh, like reminiscent of like Norse Norse mythology and like Viking mythology, and they were mm-hmm. also very like yeah, you've got Odin Aryan and uh, the, yeah. like racist and so. Uh, yeah, and like a lot it's of it's not overtly racist. Yeah, but it, but also but. yeah, and uh, the, but the Vikings were they were very pure, like like purists as far as like race and blood goes. Well, Josh and was the only black dude, and he wasn't picked for the fucking sex ritual. So fucking there you go. Well, theory confirmed. So the Norgas are or the what what are they called? And William, uh, William fucking Norga? what's his name is hot as fuck. So like you know what I mean? Like he who's William? What's his name? Uh, the guy who plays. Oh, Josh. Josh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's yeah, a good looking so, dude. So, yeah, so he's ripped. Well, the, well, that makes me sad. I hate that they're slightly racist. Well, yeah, they're also a fucking cult that kills people. You know, well, like, to each his own. They is, have their reasons for everything. Was, uh, Anyways, this was, this reminds me of another podcast or oh, another God. episode where we were you were sad about some fucking serial killer or something. Can okay. we? Okay, well, let's not bring up the past. Let's just keep going forward with the future here. Okay. Okay. Um. So they're getting acquainted. They see the everything's getting ready for you know the the feasts and stuff like yeah. that. And it is just so blatant that they're trying to pull Christian and Danny apart. Like they're yeah. not even trying to hide it. So it's Danny's birthday. That's one of the big things. Is like Danny's like, oh, we're gonna be arriving on my birthday, kind of thing. So when they get to the village. Pele sits down with Danny and gives her this portrait of herself, mm-hmm. which is an absolutely beautiful portrait. And he was like, happy birthday. And she's like, oh, my God, you didn't have to do this. Like, really? You shouldn't have done this. Yeah. And he's like, don't tell Christian. And she's like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. But did you catch the runes in the bottom right corner of the portrait? The portrait. No, of course not. They are the same runes that are on Danny's outfit when she's doing the May Queen stuff. Mm. I know what they mean. Okay, well, how about you <laughs> stop holding back information? Don't, don't withhold information on this podcast. <laughs> so the runes 
um, that are, it, it's kind of a thing. Like the characters are pretty much assigned runes throughout the movie. And Danny's runes are like an R and then um, like an hourglass symbol. And the R rune symbolizes like a ride or a journey. Mm-hmm. And the hourglass rune symbolizes day or an awakening. Okay. So. So Pella uh, knows what the fuck is going on. Right. Of course Pella knows what the fuck is going on. That's that. Yeah. Because uh, Christian has, uh, he has like an up arrow rune associated with him. And it references either like a male symbol or a willingness to Mm self-sacrifice. But obviously uh, he doesn't know that he's self-sacrificing himself. Yeah. And he also when, because, okay, so the chick that is, has eyes for Christian shows up during. Maya. Maya. Little redheaded chick. Never trust a fucking redhead. (laughs) Hey, no. What do you let's mean, not, hey, Let's now. not ostracize our redheaded god fan base. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's at least three of them out there, probably. Okay, well, I don't know. you three redheads come talk to me and redeem your kind because <laughs> I have had my heart stomped on by redheads before. So. I guess same. But now we're friends, so. Oh, well, good for you. Anyways. Shout out Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shout her out. <laughs> She's not listening. She might be listening. Well, good <laughs> that'd be for her. So I'm, funny. I'm please, glad you're a good you, person. If you, if you hear this, please message me. That would be so fucking funny. Oh my uh, god. Anyway, let's get past my. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. So they're doing their stuff, and then uh, they're they're basically exploring. They're just asking questions. They're getting answers. They're getting very vague fucking answers. Nobody course. wants to tell them what's going on. Obviously, we figure that out, you know, as the movie goes. And then one of the things is uh, Connie is drawn to this tapestry and Ingemar tells them, you know, it's like a love story. Um, But it depicts this chick like getting her period and like bleeding all this blood everywhere and then like cutting her pubes off Mm -hmm. and then like baking a pie and making a drink and like feeding the fucking pubes and the menstrual blood to her her chosen man and then they're like happy lovey like hearts and like wedding attire in the last one yeah, and then I, the last one is like her pregnant so you know i love the like the vague like it's a love story explanation and then you see the painting and it's like just oh it's a love story you see gross. scissors pubes <laughs> yeah. and like period blood and it's <laughs> right, just what like what the fuck is going on here what kind of love is that what is yeah. what is pube love and <laughs> fucking mean. menstrual blood like no 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 shame and if that's your yeah, thing no. like if you want to munch on pube hairs and drink menstrual blood like more power to you i ain't doing that shit <laughs> anyway don't uh <laughs> don't kink shame the cult <laughs> i'm not kink shaming the cult they just do weird fucking shit um yeah. So there's really nothing like there's tons of setups. There's tons of little things, but we're not here to talk about that. Let's get into the meat of it. Let's get into the best fucking part of this movie. The part where shit turns extremely dark. The part where you know something's fucked. Yeah. You know, they have this giant feast. They talk about the life cycles. Life cycle ends at 72. And we see this, this beautiful feast and, you know, the old people are honored and they're in their little chairs and they have this nice like last meal. Yeah. And then they're taken to the end of a fucking cliff. And they come out of the sacrifice shed. 
yeah. Yeah, they walk out of the sacrifice shed. There's this huge big deal about them. They're being honored. They sit down in their own chairs. They're very stoic, the the two the, the couple. And they have the feast and then we move on to Atestupa. Atestupa. <laughs> Which uh, Atastupa is, it's more like a myth. Like it's not done. It's not something that's practiced in, in current. You know. It's what m- every one of my sources tell me is it's no longer a thing. Yeah. It Except may have been, cults. could have been a thing however many hundreds of years ago. But um, yeah, they, uh, someone, uh, fuck it. Pele says Atastupa and they're like, what does that mean? And he's like, ah, I, I don't really, I can't really explain it to you. There's not really and an then, English translation. Right? And this is there where is. one of the, uh, I think one of the only like tropes I really caught on to happen because uh, Christian goes to Google Atastupa on his phone and mm. it's like, you don't have cell service. And he's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, trope. Yeah, right. Trope. Uh, yeah, the, the, the not, the no cell service trope. But this is a kind of a different one because it's not, them trying to reach for help. You know, they're just trying to Google something. Normally when you don't have cell service, it's like you're trying to like call someone to get you to. Nobody ever has fucking cell service. If you are from America and you (laughs) haven't learned that if you go overseas and take your iPhone out in a different country, (laughs) if you don't get the international plan, if you don't get the fucking, the the, what satellite phone, you cannot do a fucking thing with it. It is a brick. It is a fucking paper holder. It's stop yeah. being stupid. A paperweight. Whatever. <laughs> but in, uh, I feel like everyone that is in horror movies that is in the States and doesn't get service, it's like every uh, character in a horror movie just has T-Mobile. Easy now. I have T-Mobile. I do too. That's why we don't even have service in the That's shed. That's why though. we don't have shed. We have to have, have, to have Wi-Fi in the shed. I mean, in our fancy studio. So, Atastupa. Um it starts, the ritual starts in the elders approach this cliff. The, the entire village along with the guests are standing at the bottom of this cliff. Yeah. And it shows, uh, you know, the cutting of the palms, which was something that was depicted in the bunks in one of the murals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see, you get the, the shot of the, the old lady smearing the blood down the runes, which the runes are Danny and Christian's runes, respectively, oh, on man. the rune. Oh, my God, Chelsea. How did you do all this? <laughs> I watched a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. it's and, and then the old lady is, she resembles Danny. If you really pay close attention, it's like if True Danny that. was 72. Yeah. So the theory is, is that this woman who looks like Danny sacrifices herself in order to make way for Danny to come in. And it's assumed that Danny coming into this, she would, you know, assume the the lady's name because that's how they do it. They, they tell them, they explain to them in the explanation after the, the, uh, the booping or what, what was the name? <laughs> <laughs> the smooshing after the smooshing, the, smooshing. the lady's like, the we, boop and smoosh. <laughs> the boop and smoosh. So after the smooshing, the the ladies like you know we do this because we are making way for the next you know generation of people. We have to make room. You have to give life to get life. And you know the the lady who died. Do you see that pregnant woman over there? Her baby will be named after her. That's how we do things. Yeah, it's a circle of life. So here is something that I have thought about and I kind of have a bone to pick 
And I mean, you might be able to give me an explanation and maybe I'm just looking too into it and maybe it, okay, I'm going to get into it. Just get into it. Spit it out. The life cycle ends at 72, correct? I think we may have the same bone. (laughs) How the fuck does this ever happen? It's every 90 years. How does anyone ever die? How does anyone ever do Astastupa? Do we know that Astastupa is specifically part of this ritual? No, I guess so. I guess the thing that happens every 90 years is the the sacrifices from the nine people because the whole like, idea is that if you did this every year, every like 10 years, the people would start noticing, you know, like, all of these like Americans or British people or like foreign people are, mo- are going to Sweden and then dying and people would start to like reckon, I pick up on it. So if you, if you only do it every 90 years, maybe it, it's a lot less likely for them to notice. Okay, still, at this point, okay, like there's on. like six people that like died in Sweden and no one's looking into this. I don't know. It's just fucking 2019. Well, we it's obviously modern life. Like, we don't get the, the we don't, we don't get the, the, the after aftermath. Effect, yeah. yeah. So speaking on that, ju- going by what you just said and, you know, assuming that everybody's seen this movie, if you haven't spoiler, just don't fucking listen the to fuck this until you, you're you so deep Midsummer. into this fucking God podcast. Damn. So with the life cycles and, you know, bringing the people in, it is said because, you know, Christian straight up is like, yo, so is there like incest going on here? And the elders like, mm, no, um, we don't do that because it's we we recognize the incest taboo. Yeah. But you know, occasionally the elders give permission for outsiders to come in to keep the bloodlines kind mm-hmm. of fresh. Right. But then we have the interaction with Mark with the Ruby Rotter, which I feel comfortable talking about the Ruby Rotter because it's brought in with the Atastupa. Mm-hmm. Um because he asks what the book is that they're reading from. And they're like, Oh, it's the Ruby Rotter. And he's like, can I see it? And they're like, well, you wouldn't be able to read it because it's all runes. Mm-hmm. So, but it's their like sacred book. So in order to keep the Ruby Rotter going, because it's an added collective of, of uh, wisdom throughout the years, um, it's done by an Oracle. Yeah. The Oracle is always somebody purebred. Right. Inbred. Yeah. Yeah, so and they they say that obvious. they're they're uh, well, yes, because he's <laughs> very physically malformed, yes, um, product of incest, and they say that he's the oracle, he's the one that keeps all this going, which you know he's like finger painting, he's like smearing paint on pages, so mm-hmm. it kind of it, it definitely falters in the logic of this. Well, no, because I okay, so. It God, tells me God, that this is a fucking getting... farce. It tells me that this is, is all I bullshit. Have a Okay. Because they're saying that the the inbred man yes. or kid or whatever is the oracle. He's right. the all knowing because he his mind is unclouded. But here we go. So what we have, I think, what we have to do in this world of midsummer is acknowledge the existence of some benevolent power that these people worship, and it actually works. And I think that. Do we though? Yes, that's how. So you, Do we when though? you say that Pele was behind everything, including Danny's parents' death or Danny's family's death, I would say that there is a power pushing this forward, and that is what creating is creating all of these. So you're saying all of these events are falling into place because be, that's how some kind of higher power is intending it. Yes, because they continue the ritual and because they stick very 
you know, cut and dry to these rituals and beliefs and uh, I'm going to let that be summer. your theory. Yeah, I'm, so I'm neither going to I think that's the only that way, you know, and it's, it's wish washing away movie logic in a sort of ethereal way. But I think that's kind of how we have to go about this in order to get past a lot of. The, we are literally skipping over the best part of the movie. Fuck the theories. Okay. Tell me about the Atastupa. Atastupa. Okay. So, but, okay. So we have to assume that Atastupa happens more than just at Midsummer. Because it's every 90 years and it just doesn't make any sense. Even if the baby that, uh, I'm sorry, what's Danny, uh, Christian, (laughs) the baby, I want to say Charlotte, but that was not even a guy's name. I guess it could be. Uh, Good Charlotte. Yeah, good Charlotte. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The baby that Christian has with the. We don't know that. Anyways, no matter what, even like whichever baby is a thing, every ninety years and it's seventy two, so that it doesn't. It, it, if a baby is made during midsummer, it's it's gonna be ninety by the time the next midsummer happens, and it happens. They die at seventy two, so apparently, I think every year at a stupa happens. I think we have to assume that we we have every to year. There's another seventy two, or they strictly keep it symbolic, and whoever happens to be seventy two every ninety years is fucked. But what? So like everyone else just gets to die at fucking seventy eight of a natural I natural causes. It doesn't know. make any fucking sense. And I think every, I think Adam Super happens every fucking year. I I would agree with that. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I don't I know. I I agree with what you're saying yeah. because logically that's the only thing that makes sense. However, I think the only thing that happens every ninety years is proper midsummer ritual where they sacrifice nine lives to continue the existence of their or you know to, to give to give 90 year, 100 years of what did you say you you worded it very well nine 100 years of peace or whatever something like that like yeah. a you know good life in the we're really good at this hey uh, it's in notes and i don't want to read it back um so hey observation real quick yeah his name's christian true that and he christian is versus a pagan ceremony mm-hmm. and fucking loses and bro loses loses I just thought that Fucking was fun. Weak. So, anyways, we're still not to out <laughs> <At a> stupa. <laughs> we're gonna get there. Okay, so they get to the the rock face. They get to the monolith of the cliff and cutting the, up the they hands. Cut, they cut. They cut the hands. Yeah. They put it on the. We've on already the done it. Get to the good part. Okay, so then they get on the two. The couple. I'm guessing they're married. I don't know. I keep running off I I'm think sorry. they're both just fucking 72 Who it doesn't matter fight? so <laughs> they're wondering what's going on everybody's starting to freak out who's not in the village and they're like what is she doing because she's walking yeah. towards a thing and then all of a sudden she just spreads out her arms and just fucking falls just falls, just falls. like she's standing on the edge of the titanic arms open just 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 yeah. on the rocks below and then- Hits the, hits the rock. The most beautiful, gory visual of her face smashing against this rock. So I didn't think explodes. we were going to see that when I first watched the film. Uh, so it, they, he, she falls, and it, there's no music, and it just fuck. You get the natural like, like pop of the face, a body hitting of a, a body hitting a rock, and then it cuts. Which is, I was like, oh, okay, so they're gonna take the easy way out, and then it say, cuts. It's Ari Aster, no, and I'm like, what no. the fuck, Ari? And you know, that's what I was thinking. And then it cuts back to her bouncing back up and it's slow motion of just her face exploded. I was about to say, this is coming from the man and we watched a woman saw off her own fucking head in hereditary. (laughs) Like there is no way that they would have skipped this. 
So everybody's freaking the fuck out. They're like, help her, help her, save her, go help. And they're just like, shh, shh, shh. just hold on now. We're not done. And, you know, I was watching this this part with a buddy of ours, Castro. Yeah. He, he walked in at the fucking <laughs> best moment, dude. I felt so bad for him because he didn't know what the fuck was going on. His commentary was gold. Oh, so he had never seen the movie He had never that. seen the movie. But he I'd walks watch- in during Atastupa and he just like, because, you know, we see... Well, this ritual started, there's like people, basically, they have like a mallet, like this giant fucking mallet, you know, waiting at the bottom. Because I'm like, ooh, they're going to, you know, they're going to they're gonna smoosh some faces or some yeah. shit like that. No, they're just falling. So then after the lady falls and squishes, um, the man jumps off. And I don't know if he just like, he was like, fuck it. Or if he panicked at the last minute. Yeah. But he goes like straight up and down. He like walks off. He just walks off. Yeah. So he's vertical, hits the ground, and Cash was like, no, 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 no. And you just see the lay, and he's like, it, it, the body just like, whack, Again, like fold yeah. into the fucking ground. And he's just, like, oh, his legs. And then they start panning over the body. He's like, don't show the legs, don't show the legs. Don't show the legs. <laughs> and of course they show the legs. He's like, oh, they show the legs. And like one's backwards, and yeah. like they're all, and it's, it's, it's not good. And the dude's in pain. And this is another instance because they've already shown a couple like light instances of the hive mind of the Harga people and they feel and they do and they exist. Everything is together as one. So yeah. as is the old man's lying because he, he squashed the bottom half of his body. He's not dead yet. He's crying out in pain yeah. and the entire village erupts in, in cries of agony at the bottom yeah, they, of this, this rock they cliff. They're feeling they, intercept they absorb his his pain yes and so Castro's like what are they gonna do what are they gonna do and i'm like they have a backup plan and yeah. he's like what what is going on are they gonna get a stretcher i'm like mm. a stretcher <laughs> after all of this you think there's gonna be an ambulance right so that's when we get the uh you know the the nonchalant kind of like dudes walking up to the dude holding the mallet and passes the mallet off and walks over and then you you get the boop and then Dude, you get the smoosh. <laughs> honestly, I think the boop was worse for than the smoosh to me. Because it was just mean? like a dull, the, like it's just tonk. dull. It's just, yeah, and there, again, no music. There's it, it shows the entire thing, and you get the no. Like, that's a long shot. The first hit exactly. is a long shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's and a so long Cashier's shot. So Casher's like, oh, oh. Well, then they're passing the mallet off, and he was like, no, no, no. And that's yeah. when we get the close up right. of the smooshing. Yeah. And you just see a head explode like a fucking watermelon. And it's so great. It's so good. And then it just, just straight into fucking brains and mush. And then, then, then they pass it off for a fucking third go. Yeah. The chick's standing just, there and she's like, you why know, not? We, just, we just gotta make sure, dude. Like, you, you gotta be thorough about this job, man. You don't wanna, like, you don't wanna leave it up to chance. Chelsea. Like, his eyeballs hanging out and his Chelsea. brains on the other side. But, uh, Chelsea, how many people did they use? <laughs> How many people did they use? Let's be real. How many people? No, answer the question. How many people did they use? Three. Let's be real, though. If hang you- on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. No, you're not. You're not getting me. You're not understanding me. What? Three. What's nine divided by three? Six. No. Three. Oh, three. Huh. Oh, got a number. Another, another nine. Ooh. They used three. Ooh. Just divisible by nine. Oh, so there was a reason. Ooh. Damn. Ooh, I caught you. Caught me all. Caught you slipping. Caught me all. I was slipping. God damn it. Anyways, I was just thinking, you know, if you had the option to like, I feel like that's a once in a lifetime thing to get to smoosh somebody with a mallet. 
Like, why not take that opportunity? He squashed the bottom half of his body. Yeah. He so I, I was thinking, crying out in pain. <laughs> yeah. And like, the how many times do you think there's a botched job during Asasuka? Enough for them to have a fucking mallet prepared. So I think they have a mallet prepared because they have that they absorb. Rituals are very precise. They're very meticulous. They have. Castro's like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And I'm like, I mean, I'm sure most of the time he doesn't get to do this. You know what I'm saying? So they were they were very stoic and they were very professional the entire time they were doing it. But I'm sure. There's professionalism to, to so smushing somebody's get, face yeah, with a giant mallet. You know, yeah, this is like a giant cartoonish like, like acme mallet. <laughs> yeah, really. Like the fucking roadrunner delivered is, this shit to the village and meet me like straight. I feel like homeboy has been like. Well, he hasn't, obviously he hasn't been here for the other than the smooch too. Because it was just like a dull. This is a new mallet guy every time. It's every ninety years. It shows the no as stupid happens every year. I bet this guy has been sitting at every every annual as stupid like waiting. To well, be able to use his mallet, you know, is, and he's so got, he, no, he, he no, someone finally no, fucked up, yeah. and this dude was like, up "Right, my time is coming." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you it's just see, I am useful. Like I am here. So if if we're it going, with, if we're going with the it's annual so at a stupa though, wouldn't you learn that you don't just just fucking jump vertically off the fucking rock? Because the first chick, she didn't need the mallet. She did it right. She just, you know, we just gotta make sure. Falls off this. You gotta be thorough about this job. The job's done. Yeah, but I feel like it's one of those things where like. Yeah, you can watch His someone do something a hundred times, but like brains on the other side, jumping but, uh, off of a Chelsea. cliff is not something that I you mean, can ever prepare they, for. How many people do they use? You can't you practice it. How many people fall no, forward? How many Don't people jump do they off, fall forward. But in the moment, I feel like hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I feel like you need no, you need a suicide wingman. You need somebody on the rock with you who's like, hey, don't jump. Three. Just fall. Oh, three. And they're like, yeah. oh yeah, okay, oh, God, cool. Another, another. You know? nine. Yeah, in the moment, you probably, you're, yeah, I mean, he, they looked, they honestly looked so scared. They looked like, I mean, you know, oh, they, so they, they wanted it to happen, Ooh, but like, I do damn. feel like they Ooh, caught you. Little, like, caught me on the side. And so when you, when you're nervous, you're gonna maybe Anyways, make bad decisions. I, I fell thinking, on know, some stairs going down, downstairs to grab. Are you, are you comparing your stair fall to Adestupa right now? I'm just saying, I hit like four different stairs, bro. So I was like, it hurt. Like, how many times do you think? Compare your stair fall to super. ritual sacrifice for them to have a fucking mallet no. prepared. Like, <laughs> I think they have a mallet prepared. I wasn't thinking. Mom was on also on accident. Rituals are very purpose, precise. So. They're very you meticulous. Just, like, they have tipped these you know things mean? written out. Should have, could have, would have did. Yeah, I mean, he got sure most of the time he doesn't get to do this. You know what I'm saying? So they were they were very stoic and they were very professional the entire time they were doing it. But I'm sure in their professionalism to smushing somebody's face with a giant bloodshed. Yeah, this is like a giant cartoonish acne mallet. Like the fucking roadrunner delivering this shit to the village, losing their straight. I feel like homeboy has been like. Well, he hasn't. Obviously, he hasn't been here. Mark is napping through it, and Mark's like pissed off when they get back to the village. He's like, Yo, this is a new mallet guy every time like it's every 90 like, years what no as stupid happens every year i bet this guy's been sitting at uh, every, every annual as a shut stupid. down mode christians like, waiting vomiting in yeah. the corner to be able to use his mallet like, you know and so he's like, he, 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 like someone finally fucked up and, and this dude was like done. this yeah, is it my time was christian however walks in to the bus after so if we're going if we're going with the annual that you don't do these types of fucking jump vertically ceremonies because the first chick she didn't need the mallet she did it right she just you know, mm. face and just falls up off until this, this point, Christian has been undecided. And she and the job's previously. Yeah, but I he feel like it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you can watch so someone Christian do something a hundred times, like, but like, yo, dude, jumping off of a cliff day, is huh? not something that you can ever prepare I've been thinking. for. 
you know, you can't you practice it. Fall Think forward. Doing this Don't already, jump off. Fall forward. But in the moment, the, the, I feel like you know you gotta get in your people. head about it. I feel like they you need scared. No, you need uh, a Josh suicide wingman. You need somebody on the rock with you who's like you're joking or you're stupid just because this is my thing. You know, yeah. In the moment, you probably they honestly look scared. They look like I mean, you know, they wanted it to happen, but like I do feel like they looked a little like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And so um, when you, you're collab, nervous, you're going to maybe want, make bad decisions. But, uh, I fell and that on some all stairs back going down to fucking uh, downstairs <laughs> to grab some are you, circle. Are you comparing your stairfall <laughs> to out of stupor right I'm just now? saying, it, I hit like you know, four the, different the stairs, bro. Of, like, uh, it hurt. Josh coming to fill it. Like, and, and and yes, I, let's compare your stairfall you know, to I ritual sacrifice. And I fell feet first. saying he hasn't talked to Christian about Christian wanting to do I wasn't thinking. Mom was also on accident. There was very much on purpose. And says he did talk to Christian about it because you know I mean? Christian asked for but permission to do this and like, yeah, he got some permission from the elders and, made for great and uh, you know Pele basically says alright boys and you're gonna play nice I got permission from so the elders they so said you could do this as long as you don't name any location no names no yeah. pictures so no nada um, but you are also you know, gonna collaborate you're gonna play nice and collaborate yeah. and all losing their because he, I mean, Pele knows um, they're all gonna not. Yeah. Yeah. None of, Mark no one is napping the fucking. It. And Mark's like pissed commune. off when they get back to the village. He's like, "Yo, you Pretty didn't much. think you could wake me up or something so he's like just, that?" And they're like, "He's just keeping peace what? so they will stay yeah, and he can get it. the ritual Danny's done." Danny's losing it. She's just so gone into shutdown mode. Christian while this is happening, yeah. corner, uh, like Connie is, and Danny is pissed like, off. she wants she's to pack her. She's ready to leave. She goes in. British couple are fucking over. Yes, they're they're done. They were highly offended by Josh's on his Connie goes in to get her shit. There's a little dialogue with And the honestly, okay, so can we go back to Add a Super for know, a second? I'm sorry. Of, no, it's okay. Because we did I skip over uh, Pele his, and the main matriarchal like and woman of the cult of the village. Been discussed previously the village. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do explain. So they go and they try and explain to Danny that this is a good thing. It's a good thing. They wanted this to happen when when she reaches 72 that she wants this to happen. And I kind of just wanted to like touch on the morality of this. The Harga people. Like, what and what are your like, thoughts? Or, uh, Josh is like, you gotta be you fucking th- like, kidding me. It's yeah, kind of like, like when yeah, we covered. You're, you're, you're joking or you're green stupid. Inferno. Because this is and my thing. My you know, kind of like, the whole reason we're here is because this is what opinion I that the right. so don't be a dick. And village and Green Inferno like, oh, didn't see, really see, do anything gonna, wrong because it was like all they know. It's their culture. Yeah, it was their culture, and they got and you know all backed up the white man fucking by like imposed onto them and. That's so the that's thing. when you get it's into like, the. This is uh, not a part of Western you know, the, the culture. Suicide is not looked upon uh, as Josh you know, coming to Pele. It's not a favorable, favorable thing in our culture. You know, I guess yeah. he and uh, you know we don't Pele want people to commit suicide. To we don't no. want you know an thesis. Usually it's. Up. You know, involved with it goes hand says, in hand with depression uh, and mental illness, and so we do everything we can as a society to prevent suicide. They and, view it uh, as you know, you get old, Pele basically you get says, crippled, right, you get diseased, yeah. you are now a burden upon your community. You so as long as you right, don't so you get to choose no to go out before you can become a burden, or before people have to wipe your even though it's not it's not really a choice because it's ingrained in society. So it's kind of brainwashing. None of none of the 
mean the immorality of it of like commune. okay what if like christianity was so he's uh, just great he's just society that we're so like, they will stay they're forced he can get the ritual you know, they're, for, they're forced to kill themselves so, like the matriarch inga she is as you just said she explains uh, it it's a privilege is, she cannot wait off. until she's she gets to do this for her she goes she's been fucking over it brainwashed and uh what's the other word highly offended by she's been told her entire life that she should honestly okay so I'm told that no, this is okay. the we did this skip away and like uh, Pele and, and you know like the, okay so like okay so the problem? But, but, but again put it into Western of, ideals like what if Christianity had this same idea yeah they they do explain outside so they go and they try and explain see this as insane then we wouldn't be having this discussion but it's something that they they want on one hand I want to respect culture that she wants you know and it is a very I kind of just wanted to like touch outside culture it's not sort they're not like interacting what, with what are your thoughts the outside world like, they're very it's much kind of like when we covered uh, in inner the green and inferno yeah introverted yeah, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a society and my so it, kind it, of it is up to them whether or not they make up these rules but also like the these rules were created before the village were and born and they were born really into these wrong because it was like rules. all they know and they and have their like, culture yeah it was their culture and follow they got them infe- you know it's not a choice to kill yourself you have to do it it's imposed hardly you're just told that it's some beautiful thing this is not a part of i don't know it's like a moral gray area for me and i don't i just didn't really know how to feel about it but i also like favorable I didn't in our culture. It's not yeah. our culture. And yeah, so it's really we don't yeah. want people and to commit suicide. We don't yes. want So these outsiders coming in and like saying that they're wrong. You know, I don't know with, if it goes hand in hand with depression and mental illness. Like and so we do everything we can as a society. They're also perpetuating there's these kids in this in this in this society. You get diseased. Yeah, the kids are also playing skin the fold, motherfucker. Yeah, well that's a fucking problem. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. That's something we missed. The kids they're playing a game and they're like, you know, have to wipe your face. It's not really a choice because it's ingrained into their society. So it's kind of brainwashing. They're just kind of getting into the immorality of it. Like okay, what is like Christianity? This entire uh, culture, this entire village, they, they're like, very they're set apart yeah, they're from for, the, the rest of the world. They're forced to kill themselves. It's like, probably like, not English. I mean, it's definitely not even general it's Swedish. But it's Stockholm you know, Syndrome, you know? Until she gets and Stockholm Syndrome is not good. Just because someone told been, just because you're like ingrained in your and, brain uh, okay. to think something after okay, okay. years and years of being told something wrong. Is it hurting you? That. She Does it should. affect it's hurting, you directly? It's hurting the people of the society. It's hurting those children. And this is the way. And I mean, they're gonna be seventy-two when they die. You know, like, but okay, so, so like, okay, but so that's like, what they but, hope but, for. But, they yeah, hope they make it to seventy-two. Ideals, there are these like, beautiful. At that age, like, they idea. have the, the the lives Outsiders are planned out into the seasons and the ages. Then we wouldn't have this discussion. And you know, they they all live communally up until the age of thirty-six. So you know, they get to grow and be children and go out to. Society, and then after 36, you're a laborer, and then you're an elder, and then you die, uh, basically. So, um, introverts. Yeah. yeah. So for the sake of time, a, a for the first Sorry. episode so of it, this, it is up to them agree to disagree. Or not they make up these rules, I'm not disagreeing. Also, like, I'm literally just having a moral quandary of like, in my mind and of whether or not this is like okay or not. And I, I guess at the end of the day, they are living a full life. They're letting everyone live a full life. They're hoping. They're doing everything they can to ensure a full life. Because living to 72, I don't know. It's like a moral gray area for me. Not exactly. I don't really know how to feel about it. Also, like. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't know. 
It's not our I guess, culture. Uh, it's, 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 not, it's their culture. Yeah, it's and, their culture. Don't yeah. fuck with culture. Just so let these outsiders be. coming in and if like it's saying not, that they're you know, wrong, if they're not trying to push it on you, if it's not impeding But they're also your murdering life. people, so that's necessarily. Not yeah, well, they decided to go to a, a fucking, you know, village. They're also perpetuating, you know, Yeah, well, you know, if shit like this, yeah, the kids are also playing fucking horror movies. goddammit. Yeah, so after Adesupa, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. That's Connie and Simon are done. They're playing just like fuck this. We're done. So Connie what goes in and gets her shit. Like, She's oh, like, where the fuck is Simon? Like, and that's when Elder Odd comes up. And he's dark. Like, oh, and there's like, yeah, see, Simon, he, he went to the train station. She's like, what the fuck? Yeah. So, what do you mean he um, went to the, the train the, station? He's like, I don't see what happened was. The trains run like every 90 minutes, but this train is going to be the last one of the day. And it's like 35 minute round trip. So, and it's also a small truck. It's only like a two-seater truck. So he just went ahead. And Stockholm's truck's coming back for you. Just because someone told, just because you're like ingrained in your brain think something after okay. years so Simon's years gone being told something wrong is it hurting Danny you? does not does it affect it's hurting, you directly it's hurting the people of the society like, it's hurting those children you know Simon just did I mean, they're gonna be 72 when they die and but, like Connie eventually leaves no, but, that's what but they we also for. hear a woman yeah. scream make it to 72 that you know there are these Connie beautiful it, I, at that age the like, they have the, the the lives yeah. are planned um, out into the so you know that's ages comes to kind of realization you know they all live like communally up until the age of 36 so you the know whole, they get to grow you know, Simon and Connie and thing and children. Like, yeah, they get to go out to I can see you doing society, like and then this. after thirty six, he's like, "What laborer, the fuck is that supposed to mean?" And yeah. she's like, "You're an elder, and then you and you know they they're at all these like so, rituals. They're like um, drinking and eating. Yeah, all so for the sake of time, for the first episode, potion and it makes you trip, it makes you sleep, it makes you. I'm not disagreeing. I'm literally just having a. Anyway, so then we come to Mark. Of, again, my Mark mind pisses of on the ancestral like tree okay because the, the bodies of the they are living the next a full life. They're letting everyone live a full life. They're hoping they're doing everything they can to ensure a full life. Pisses on the tree, and then you have one of the villagers get extremely irate, screaming at him in a foreign language. I mean, he loses his their culture. And Mark is basically like, just let people be. Dude seems really mad about this tree. Not. I'm not, not sure. You know, like, people, I just pissed so on a tree. I'm not sure yeah, why well, I pissed them off. To go uh, to is fucking, this dude gonna you know, kill me? In Sweden yeah. and dun dun dun. Yeah, he's kind of like yeah, joking. Well, you know, you know if, like if the entire like time, happen, Mark is like fucking horror movies. God damn it! Super ignorant. After Adesupa, the entire culture and Connie and Simon other cultures in general. Like he's just trying to party. He's just trying to get fucking high. He's just trying to trip. And that's just kind of his entire like mo. He's the stoner of the. Yeah, see, Simon. He's the douchebag of the group. I mean, if, if we're going, if we're going like, into like the the horror tropes, like, you know, like he's the stoner. Because Christian, at the beginning, like, with the minutes, shrooms and stuff, Christian's like, because Danny does, she wants like to wait. She doesn't want to not do it, but she wants yeah. to wait. So and, and then they're just kind of like, what the fuck? And then Christian even comments about like, so he just went because Danny's like, all right, fuck it, I'll just do it now. Don't worry about it. Like I'm good. And he's like, are you really gonna let Mark of all people pressure you and stuff like that? So Simon's gone. You know, all these things happen. There's also the scene where Maya puts the room under. Christian's life. bed, you know, um, tying more into the love thing, which we'll cover next episode. And like Connie eventually uh, leaves, Big's but we also is mentioned, which is you know basically that you know you're ready to fuck, like you've been approved to, to fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was the. No. Um, 
the most so, you cringy know, that's part. This is, comes I won't say cringy because Christian it's cultural, because but this is what like, made no, everybody super uncomfortable. He, he, Christian's acting kind of nonchalant. the part that's coming whole, next about this. You know, Simon leaving um, Connie thing. And she's like, yes. yeah, you yeah. know, so I, I It's the fucking weirdest like sex scene of all time. And he's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to get into it. I don't think I can think of a more uncomfortable sex scene. Like drinking and eating all this like weird shit. You know, there was a pretty cool like sex scene in Hatchet. It makes you trip. It makes you I believe. It's either Hatchet 2 or 3. Um, anyway, was pretty so then we come to Mark that I definitely want to cover. I'll tell you off like the air, um, and because yeah. that you'll actually want to watch the fucking movie, yeah. so we can eventually I, I next year watch it. The ashes are put into the base yeah. of so, this fallen uh, ancestral tree. So at this point, Mark pisses I think on the tree. Fair to and then you have one of the villagers on, get on extremely yeah, irate. Yeah, we got yeah, through screaming at him. I mean, he loses his and hope you enjoyed it. And hope you enjoyed enough to tune into part two because shit gets. I'm not sure weird you know, yeah. after this point. Tree. Only I'm not weird. Sure why it and it's already off. been uh, so extremely much. fucking weird. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you guys for yeah, listening. It, 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 um, we still have kind of like joking. Patreons. You know, like the entire we still have three patrons. Mark is so like, we still have Chelsea. Thank you very much, Chelsea. Super ignorant towards. Welcome. We still have the Ash culture. Thank and you very much, Ashley. She's very goddamn She's trying to strong through the break. Yes, she did. And then our cheerleader. And then that's just kind of still have Jeremy. He's the Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you so much for being our newest patron, Jeremy. If we're going, we're going into like the the horror tropes, you know, like the stone merch very soon. We're gonna give merch. The rest of y'all as well. Like, Hopefully, does, I can get some pre-orders up. Yeah. To wait. And then we said by then, this then, episode, but we did yeah. like we did Antrim like, and this pretty close succession. Because we're hustling now, we're working now, we're actually like doubling up on episodes. We're making sure that we don't have another unintentional hiatus. And I just quit my second job, so I have a lot of have a lot of extra time and not a lot of extra money. So this needs to become a thing that need that can make me money. So. So you before know, Matt goes into the very long string of social like medias, mine's pretty yeah. simple. You this can find me on Instagram the, uh, at Chelsea Blue Moon. That's C H E L S E A part. This Moon. I won't say cringy right, because in. it's cultural, but right, this is so what super uncomfortable. So you can find me. Strap in, strap on. That's coming oh. next about this. Fuck it up. Let's go. Yes. Uh, you can so, find me so on Instagram and Twitter at MattBlack78. Oh yeah. I can't wait to get into it. I don't think I can think of a X C K seventy eight more uncomfortable sex scene. You can find us on Facebook um, at The Horrorist you know, Podcast. Cool, you can find like, us on hatchet. Instagram at The Horrorist. Uh, we I get a lot of uh, that was pretty uncomfortable. That I definitely mentions and stories. And also, we're air. going to see um, the see what happened was the there is a DJ who performs um, under Horrorist. Yeah, so, uh, but we got um, the we got so the Instagram point, tag, and he did not, or handle, and he did not. We're a podcast. He's a DJ. On, on yeah, we got like, through. Um, former at, DJ, at, like do your thing, like slay it, dude. We're going to do this podcast. I hate that your friends keep mentioning us. I love it. And if there's any, if there's any like mixed. Point. Only fans somehow. And it's already been. I'd love so to hear from you, and I'd love weird. to hear. He's foreign. Like he's European. Right. Right. I wonder, I wonder if he's, he's Swedish. Um, have oh man, that would we be get him on. <laughs> so we still Hell have yeah. Chelsea. The pa- the, we, we'll do, with the Patreon one, we do the director's cut. We'll try and get him as a held on strong through the horrors. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you can find us on Instagram at the horrors. You can find us on Twitter at the horrors pod. You so much for being all the information and all of our episodes and our Patreon and every other thing that we've mentioned. Add our website, the, 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 the rest of the rest of y'all as well. 
Hopefully, and I can get I some pre-orders up it for social media. Very soon. We said by this within, episode, oh, yeah. Well, we yeah. we're not doing dark order or anything because obviously we have a part two coming yeah, up. So yeah, tune in because we're hustling so. now. We're working now. We we're actually like doubling up. I'm jealous. We're doubling up. We're making sure that we don't have another. In unintentional hiatus. And I just quit my second job. So I have a lot of I have a lot of extra time and not a lot of extra money. So this needs to become to that. a thing that need that can make me money. <laughs> so So before Matt goes into the very long string of social medias, mine's pretty simple. You can find me on Instagram at Chelsea Blue Moon. That's C H E L S E A Blue Moon. All right, strap in. All right, so you can find <laughs> so you can find me. Strap in, strap on. Oh. Fuck it up. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at mattblack78. That is M-A-T-T-E-B-L-X-C-K-78. And then you can find us on Facebook at The Horrorist Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at The Horrorist. We get a lot of uh, mentions and stories from people who are going to see the See artist, what happened was the horrorist. there is a DJ who performs under Horrorist. But well, we got um, the we got the Instagram tag and he did not or handle and he did not. We're a podcast. He's a DJ. I'm like I'm former DJ. Like do your thing. Like slay it, dude. We're we're gonna keep doing this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I hate that your friends keep mentioning us when they're I trying love to it give and you keep a doing shout it. out. And if there's any uh if there's any like mixed fans somehow. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear. He's foreign, like he's European. I wonder, I wonder if, if he's, he's Swedish. Oh man, that would be get great. him on. Hell yes. The, the we'll do, with the Patreon when we do the director's cut, we'll try and get him as a as a, <laughs> as a director's host. cut with the Swedish yeah DJ the, the horrorist. horrorist yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, you can find us on Instagram at the horrorist. You can find us on Twitter at the horrorist pod. You can find all of this information and all of our episodes and our Patreon and every other thing that we've mentioned at our website the hyphen And I think that is it for social media. Hell yeah. Well, we're not doing dartboard or anything because obviously we have a part two coming up. So yep. tune in next week for part two of Midsummer. Please do. I'm Chelsea. I'm Matt. Stay scared. Stay scared.